the Career Conversations with Vicki podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Mueller Espinosa. I'm a career strategist and meet fascinating and accomplished people who have amazing career stories. In this podcast, I'll introduce you to friends, coworkers, and acquaintances so you can hear their career tips, tricks, and strategies. I'm excited to introduce you to them and their stories. I hope you'll be inspired and excited to apply what you learn to your own career. Today, my guest is Vijay Govindaraj. Vijay is a microarchitect and RTL engineer who is passionate about computer architecture and codes. He enjoys being able to learn more about the different architectures and the innovation that comes with continuous learning and development of computer code. Today, we're going to talk about flexible work schedules and what that means to Vijay and how he has made that a reality for himself and for his family. Welcome to the podcast, Vijay. Thank you, Vicky. Great to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk about this. This is one of my favorite topics. Could you describe to me the work schedule that you negotiated with your employer a few years ago when we first met and then talk about how that has changed uh, over time? Yeah. So uh, about three years back, I started doing this. And um, it basically works out like I work 80% of the year and the remaining 20% I take off. So for the 80%, my salary is prorated to 80%. And the 20% time off that I take, I um, started off taking it like in one go. Like I don't take a day off in a week. I, I, was, I was accumulating my time off and I was taking it in one go like two months in a year. And I did that for one year and it turned out to be uh, a significant impact for the team because if I was owning something uh, very important uh, and in my senior role, I was owning uh, um, some important features and um, that uh, caused some impact to the team. So then my manager suggested that I, uh, um, like, why don't we try taking one month off in one part of the year and one month off in the later part of the year. And that worked out good. And I was doing that for two years. And um, during that time, um, I was going to India. Um, like one the one month that I took off during May, June time frame, I was going to India. And the other month that I was taking off during the winter time frame, I was basically um, here and, and focusing on my skiing. Um, yeah, and that's that's what I did for two years. And now I'm doing kind of a mix and match. Like some weeks I take a day off. And uh, most weeks I don't take a day off and I accumulate it and take it in one go. It's fascinating to me. So what, what you've done is uh, you reduced your salary to 80%. Uh-huh. And then you have found a way to make almost like a teacher schedule at first, right? So you were getting paid throughout the year. You got a paycheck every, every week or every uh-huh. two weeks. And then you had free time uh, to accumulate. So you worked a full week and then you banked eight hours each week until you could then um, take it off in one go. And now based on what the team needs and what your job is required, you're looking at making it a little bit different. Yep. So talk to me about how you had this conversation with hiring managers or um, as you transitioned from team to team or project to project. Was this a big consideration in picking up a job? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like well, the hiring managers was also, like several hiring managers were not open to this idea. And um, uh, because it's kind of new, not a lot of people do, very few people do this. 
um and uh, they they was kind of afraid they were kind of afraid that um uh, what will happen if i'm leaving for one month and there's no one to cover for what to, for the work that i did so the main selling point was i uh, i told them that i'll train another junior design engineer and if i'm working on some important feature that way one more person in the team will get trained and the knowledge is not just locked within me right um that's one of the majority of the first level managers the concern that they have is um the key feature is usually given to someone who is well experienced and who has been with the team for a long time in the expectation that that person is not going to leave for uh, some uh, you know basically the knowledge will be within the team for quite some time right so when i told them that okay if i'm working on something very important and uh, the key value add for the product and since i'm enabling one more junior design engineer to learn that that knowledge transfer happens naturally and you have more resilience in the team um and you don't need to be worried about losing knowledge when that person goes to some other team or goes to some other company so you're building in redundancy and backup and also another great benefit is you're bringing up a junior engineer yep. um and giving them a great skills transfer at mm-hmm. the same time mm-hmm. that's amazing so it was great that you were able to think in the terms of what was important to the manager yeah. what was important to the team and how you could fill that um perceived gap in time when you weren't going to be on the project yeah Yeah, because managers there has to be something that um that they gain by being able to support this flexibility right and this is something that they value a lot and uh, i was amazed like the first year i was under the impression that i'm going to be doing something that no one else wants to do but first year it seemed like that but down the line um like in my second and third year it's been like 3 years 3 and a half years that i have done done this so far and what i noticed is i was starting to get some of the important features and just like 6 months back i worked on the main value add for um for a product and um i was amazed that that was given to me um and uh, when i spoke to my manager about this and he said uh, the main reason is i ramp up the junior design engineer so well so he's getting more people to learn about this important feature that way we have support um all through the course of the product instead of you know and there's so much legacy code that's there in um that's there in our projects that legacy code goes away with this kind of work model the other thing i want to talk to you about is okay so i'm listening to you now and you're or one of our listeners is is going hey i want to go negotiate this um what are the key components of success of running this type of schedule so you you negotiate it that kind of thing what are the extra things or the things that you do differently now mm-hmm. um in this schedule to be successful at it you mean like why i am doing this no not the why but the how so are do you keep a you it sounds like you keep a schedule uh-huh. right do you um have the junior engineer follow you around a little bit more than you would if you were in a regular position that was full time and 12 months out of the year mm-hmm. are there some special things that you would tell people make sure you do these yep in order to be successful so what are those extra things or those different things that you do one thing is we need to develop the trust and um we should make sure like managers won't have time to keep track of when we are taking off and when we are uh, coming to work 
So it's best that we maintain an Excel and we uh, document when we are taking off and when we are um, not taking off anymore, you know, in terms of work weeks. And then maintain that Excel and have a one-on-one -on -one with manager, tell them that we'll be uh, discussing that Excel every quarter. Um, so that way the manager's aware of uh, how much time I'm taking off and uh, the schedule hits that might be there in the project. Um, so that's one thing that we need to make sure that happens. And the second thing is we should be open about should be open about distributing the knowledge that we have. We should, like one common thing that I um, see in several engineers is, uh, we tend to feel that our value increases um, if it's just us who is able to do that thing, right? But that's not something that managers appreciate a lot. Um, the engineer's value improves if he's able to educate one more person to do the same thing. Right, and we should be open to do that. And I have seen that I'm given more important tasks just because I do this. That's really interesting. So it's that, do you make yourself indispensable, right? And when you do that, you hoard knowledge and you mm -hmm. hang on to things that uh, the team could benefit from. Or are you really open about what you've learned and what you know, and you share that willingly and openly to strengthen the team and to strengthen your team members? Yeah. Excellent. So very interesting way of thinking of things. I remember when I was very young, um, I was told by a guy named Eric when I first started, he said, "Do ne never try to make yourself indispensable. Actually try to get, eliminate your job so yeah. that you can go on and do more important, bigger, more interesting things. Absolutely. And I think your advice is very similar to this, right? Making sure that you're not hoarding, that you're sharing. Then more people can do what you did so you can go on to the next thing, whatever that's going to be. Yep. Um, any things that you, any warnings you would give? Is there any downside to this? Um, have people questioned your commitment maybe because you work part-time? Mm -hmm. And yeah. how did you respond to that? So um, the main question that I get asked from hiring managers is what, what would I do if the entire team wants to do this? Then, you know, I'm going to be losing resources. I won't be able to complete uh, my deliverables on time. Right. So that's one common question that I got asked. And the answer that I had for them is, um, since there's a 20% pay cut, not a lot of people will be willing to do this. Um, it's, it's based on whether that person really values um, this 20% time off. And um, like I've seen, it's either just one or two people in the entire org who would want this kind of flexibility. And so we don't need to really hide that I'm doing something like this. Um, the rest of the team should know that I'm doing something like this and um, you should be more open to them saying, okay, he's having a pay cut and he wants this flexibility. And if you would like the flexibility, you could still do it. And one, one more team member is actually thinking of doing this because he's doing a PhD and he wants this time off, right? So that's one thing to be aware of. And the other thing, the other gotcha is um, um, there is so much of self-doubt sometimes I would have, because it feels like I'm the only one doing it. So I question myself a lot whether what I'm doing is really the right thing that I'm doing in my life, because it could have some career impact. It could have the some impact in promotions. 
um so those are some things to be aware of i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it will impact for sure but that's something to keep an eye on and watch out for well what i heard from you is you you did think that but then you have been given very critical components because you're building in a backup plan for the manager yeah so maybe that fear is unfounded yep yep that could be true yeah it's just the it's just how our brain thinks you know it's just us doing it and no one else doing it so we have the self doubt yeah so you sometimes uh, like even my wife questions why i'm doing what i'm doing right so yeah you you would need to be uh, able to have a strong mind so make sure that you really want this flexibility because there's going to be a lot of people asking you why you're doing this and uh, yeah if you really want this you will figure out a way to do it Well Vijay I cannot thank you enough for sharing your best known method for putting flexibility into an engineering role which is really important. Have a great time skiing this winter. Um while we're all working we know that you'll be out on the slopes um teaching others how to ski and you'll be skiing. So thank you again. Thank you. Thanks Vicky. Mm-hmm. 